You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers just like me and my family. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. With a lot of talk about player development, there have been some guys who have developed, and Keelan Cole is one of them. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked On Jaguars. Covering the team for a long time here in Jacksonville, like my ninth year. And uh, one of the things that you guys who are familiar with me have heard me talk about is the importance of not only picking players and cherry-picking talent, but the ability to be able to develop players and put them in a position to succeed. The Jaguars haven't been great at that, but when they hit one, they hit one, and I'll be glad to mention it. And Keelan Cole is one of those guys. Keelan Cole had a 94-yard uh, punt return the other day, and uh, he's had a really, really good season. So you got to give kudos where kudos are deserved. So kudos to Keelan Cole for being a, a player who's accepted his role, and kudos to the Jaguars for putting him in a position uh, to be successful and be one of those guys uh, that has developed over time the way he was, uh, you know, destined to to be developed. And I hope that leads to him getting a, a contract extension because he's been a really, really bright spot for the team this year. All right, you can get this every day here because Locked on Jaguars is your team every day, and you can subscribe on Google Podcasts. Now, for all of that positivity, I'm going to tell you this. What took him so damn long to put him in a position? Because if you recall, Keelan Cole a couple of years ago was that bright spot had over 700 yards receiving. Then they proceeded to try to replace him. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know whose fault that was or maybe that it was somebody else who's not here anymore. They were trying to make D.D. Westbrook Keelan Cole because it sure seemed like that. And it seemed like at some point they tried to make Jadon Mickens Keelan Cole. And maybe Keelan Cole got into a little bit of a funk because maybe Keelan Cole had some games or, or some moments where he, you know, backtracked a little bit in his development. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I can tell you this. We got some people. Hey, we got some fans here today. How y'all doing? But um, I, Keelan Cole just seems like a guy who went up. And then he started out his second season, had a really, really good game against, uh, I believe it was New England. He had a game, had a, one of the catches of the year down the sideline. And with one hand, it looked like he was going to be a guy who was destined to be a superstar. And then just out of nowhere, just fell off. Just fell off. I remember coming into the season during the preseason, he was one of the first guys that usually when coaching, the coaching staff gives us guys to talk to after uh, the preseason games during training camp. Not the preseason games, but the training camp practices. Usually the, the guys that they march out, they give you an offensive guy and a defensive guy. Keelan Cole on like the first two days was one of the guys that they put out there. Usually those are the guys that they believe have earned the right or are on the precipice or or, or – in line to be dudes that are going to be people that are going to make a, a difference that year, right? Well, that's exactly what happened. And then, for some reason, 
It's just like it, the dude just disappeared. The guy just flat out disappeared, man. And it, it seems like they kept drafting guys to replace him. They re-signed Marquise Lee to a second contract. They drafted D.D. Westbrook. They continued to just go out and get receiver after receiver after receiver. And I even thought Keelan Cole was in danger last year of not even making the team. But he did. He kept making a team. He kept making a team. And now he's challenging for not that LaVisca Chenault is injured. He's like the second receiver. They went out and signed Chris Conley. I don't think Chris Conley is going to be here past this year. Keelan Cole is a guy that at the very least is the number two or number three receiver. I tell you what, you let him get hit the free agent market. The team he played against the other day, Green Bay, would love to have him. They love to have that burst of speed and a guy who can return punts. You put on a show like that in front of a national TV audience and you turn some heads. I'm telling you, man, you cannot let a guy like that that you've developed hit the free agency market if you're Jacksonville. It's bad enough that you let some of your bigger guys get away. Now you need to keep guys like Keelan Cole. Every day, man, here, this is what Locked on Jaguars does. It's your team every day. And you could subscribe here on Google Podcasts. All right. So what we're going to do is today, I'm going to take a look at why the team building has failed. There's a pivotal reason why it's failed. It hasn't just failed because they're just bad at it, okay? I'm going to give you my take on why it, 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 it failed. What was the reason? And I'm going to tell you why I can t- see a little bit of difference now as to why you're starting to see some of these guys develop. Not just Keelan Cole, but Jared Wilson. Okay, so why did it fail in the first segment? And why are you starting to see some of these guys develop? And it still doesn't matter because they're not winning games. But why did it fail and why are you still seeing some of these guys develop? And why? And and also in that second segment, how come it doesn't necessarily still help the current regime? Why doesn't it? Why doesn't all of these things that I'm I'm mentioning? why, Why don't all of these things help the current regime? And and why why does it seem like it makes them look just as bad or worse? Because it should. I'll tell you why. I'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Hey, man, between your never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails and working from home home and all of that stuff, and then just having too many people in your house that want too many different things to eat, from Chinese to pizza and all of that, man— it is hard to find. Me and my wife struggle every day with what are we eating? What are we eating? And we get to the point where we're just saying we're sick of food. We love food, but we just get sick of choosing those choices and making those choices. Well, DoorDash makes it easy, and the DoorDash app really makes it easy because it's that thing that brings you food you're craving for right now to your door. And you don't have to pick just one thing because they you deal with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, and Canada, wherever you are, right? The DoorDash deliveries are now contactless, and to keep communities safe, we operate in safe fashions. Here's your call to action, and I want you to check this out because I have used this, and it is safe for me and my family. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Locked On. The code is Locked On. That's $5 off your first zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On. Don't forget, the code is Locked On for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Get going now, man. Get your food. They're going to do it safe. They're going to be professional. Trust me, they've done it for me just about all year, and they'll do it for you too. 
Thanks to the lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. It's a little chilly outside today, and chilly sounds good to me because that's what I'm probably going to be having, some chili and some comfort food with some nice crackers and a nice cold Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, so we are, you know, we were talking about why the team building stuff didn't work. And, you know, it, it's real easy. I wouldn't necessarily call it lazy. Lazy, I think, is a little bit harsh. But you could say it's lazy. But, you know, it's a little bit harsh to just say they're bad at it. I mean, or you could just say that you could call it lazy because it's, it's just the flat out truth. I mean, or you could just say it's, they're bad at it because it's the flat out truth. But you can look a little deeper into it, too. And you can just say, what was it about it that made it so bad? I think they 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 did things for certain reasons that didn't make sense. There there was like no there was a there was a rationale for everything that they do. And that's and that's what because if you listen, all you got to do is listen and pay attention. And and that's the part that has been so frustrating with this entire process with with the Jaguars. Even this year. Even this year when you listen sometimes it just gets so frustrating because when you pay attention to the messaging and you pay attention to the things that they say the one thing that I continue to say about them is that they're, they're very good and they're very articulate at explaining bad stuff. And that's a, it's almost like you're giving them a compliment, but it's a backhanded compliment, but they earned it. And it's like, if you're good at explaining bad stuff, that means you're always finding yourself in bad situations. You have a lot of practice. So, um, how do you get good at explaining bad stuff? Well, you have to find yourself in bad situations enough that you you have a lot of practice and you get good at explaining bad stuff, right? Like Doug said yesterday, the coach head Doug, head coach Doug Marone said, losing he doesn't know about anybody else. I'll paraphrase. He said losing it just snatches a part of his soul, bro. I don't know how much soul he got left because he he should have lost his soul a long time ago when. They they've been losing so much. I don't. I, he he's got the strongest soul I ever seen. You know, the only the only people that got a soul stronger than his is Jaguar fans because I, Jaguar fans know exactly what he's talking about because they they get their soul snatched damn near every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? So you know they get their soul snatched more than a ugly dude in the Dominican Republic with a pocket full of money. I'm telling you, and it's it's like. Hey man, I, I feel you. So it's it, it's it's almost like, how do you get, how do how how did you get to that point? I think what happened is they just kept subscribing to bad formulas and bad um, bad bad subscriptions, if you will. And what I mean by that is this: because they didn't have a quarterback. 
and I've heard them say this before. In fact, someone even said this to me directly. They, they drafted Leonard because they wanted a bigger back, because they needed a bigger back, because they wanted to control the ball. And they felt like if they could control the ball, they shortened the game because they needed to hide Blake's deficiencies. Now, if you need to hide your quarterback's deficiencies, you need to get another quarterback. But you don't get another quarterback because you're trying to hide Blake's deficiencies, but it tells me that what you're really trying to do is hide your own deficiencies in drafting the quarterback. And you tried to hide your own deficiencies because your job may have depended on you making sure that the quarterback was okay and and properly developed because your left tackle also didn't work and your draft picks weren't working at the time. So – if you had to play a certain way to hide your quarterback so you had to go get a bigger back, then that tells me that you made a double mistake because of the first mistake or that you made a third mistake because of your second mistake after you made your first mistake. So you made Joko, and really you, that was your fourth one because you also made Fowler, who didn't pan out, right? And you drafted Dante Fowler because you said that – one of the reasons you picked the pass rusher in that draft was because you didn't see there was only two first-round grade pass rushers in the next draft. See, to me, when you're a young team and you're you're in the infinite stage of building, you're just thinking too much. You're thinking too much. Just pick, just pick, just pick the best player. You're thinking too far ahead. Just pick the best player. What do you think? Oh, we're going to pick a pass rusher this year because next year there's only two. So you're already determining that in your third year, that was your third. Fowler was your third pick. So in your fourth year, you still knew you were going to be bad. How many years do you think you need in order to turn yourself around? So you pick Joker, then you pick Borders, then you pick Fowler. So you already know you're going to be bad again. So there's only two pass rushers in the following draft. Where the hell you think you were picking? So they start subscribing to these these bad formulas and these bad this bad thought process. But getting back to 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 Blake and, and Fournette. So if the, if the, one of the reasons you picked Fournette because you, you you didn't want and everybody keeps talking about Dalvin Cook and Kamara. And all, I keep telling y'all they were not taking a small back because of the very reason that I just mentioned. And this is what I heard, and this is what was told to me, and this, and I heard it. It was told to me directly, and then I also heard it like five or six times just in conversation and just in press conferences. And I remembered it, and it was, it's just a familiar tone. So regardless of whose who's, uh, idea it was, this was the general thinking. But everything led back to they were protecting Blake, and they they had to – Subscribe to a certain way of playing. Defense, ball control, just keep them under 17 points and, and you'll win the game. If This is what you're going to do. So it's because your quarterback is bad, you also may not realize how good your receivers were or were not. Maybe you didn't realize, maybe it stumped the development of Keelan Cole. Maybe Keelan Cole was this good the whole time, but you just didn't know because you were screwing around with Blake Bortles and then messing around with with Nick Foles and and and, and then you had a rookie last year, and you know you, and see that's the point that I'm getting to with this player development. Maybe maybe you, maybe the reason why you haven't found a tight end is because you haven't had a quarterback, 
And maybe the reason why you haven't had the production out of your offensive linemen, maybe those offensive linemen weren't bad. Maybe your running back wasn't very good. Maybe you didn't give some running backs the chance to be what this new running back is is because everybody knew you couldn't throw, right? So, so you know, maybe that's it. Maybe guys weren't developed because they didn't have a chance all because you stuck with this one quarterback, which made you go down this path of having this idea that you had to do a certain thing. And that that path also maybe prevented you from drafting another type of running back, which would have affected the whole situation. Maybe that one or two decisions that you made, then you had to do these other things too. So now you're allowing mistakes to dictate how you build your team. So maybe it's not that you're just awful at what you do, which ultimately that's what it is. Maybe it's the reasons that you allowed yourself to do it. Maybe it's ego. Maybe it's wanting to be right. Maybe it's caring what people think. Maybe it's being afraid to admit when you're wrong. Maybe it's a combination of all of that stuff. And maybe what the point, maybe maybe it was other people in the building who were against you. But maybe, and maybe the room, maybe the building was divided and split. But maybe, just maybe, and this is the big one, maybe at the top of that building, and the top of that, at the very top of, of that chain of command, it's not split. And that's why that person needs to take responsibility and say, regardless of what was going on, the buck stops with me. My program stinks. Yes. I'm going to tell you in a second what has happened that gives me the idea that everything I just said is right. And 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 why I, I was able to sit around and, and think of this stuff and, and use a little bit of thought process and, and think of that this equation that they came up with that they had to do this to do this to do this and this is going to equal this. Well, you see, you see how this worked out for you. And you know, it's a lot of speculation on my part, but you know why I can do this because the record is what it is. So don't tell me I can't speculate when the record is what it is. You it, unless somebody can come out and, and tell me. Why the record is what it is, and 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 if you unless you go admit that this is what you tried to do, because if this ain't what you tried to do, then whatever you gonna tell me ain't ain't right either. Because if it ain't what you tried to do, then whatever you tried to do didn't work either. So you don't know what the hell you're talking about, and you were in charge. So I'm gonna tell you why I came to this conclusion. And I'll do it to you, not do it to you, but do it for you <laughs> in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You need that energy, man. You need to keep from hitting that wall. That's what you need to do. You need to keep from hitting that wall, and not only do you need to keep from hitting that wall, you want to get over that wall. You want to bust through that wall. And then when you bust through that wall, you don't want to crash and run out of energy. And the way you do that is you need to get the Built Go. And what Built Go is is Built Go is a 1.5-ounce gel pack that is chock full of energy, man, and it tastes good because they have three great flavors, peanut butter, honey, Chocolate coconut and chocolate mint. That's right, man. And it, it tastes good and it's good for you. 
it you know it gets me going right it's beta aniline b3 honey and a kick of caffeine right built gold in kicks to keep me going strong b6 b12 ten thousand percent of your daily percentage man collagen promotes joint soft tissue hair and skin and health this stuff literally makes you look better that's right so this is what you got to do you go to builtgo.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get 20 percent off of your next order use the promo code locked and you get 20 percent off your next order at builtgo.com let's go if you need that jolt of energy and knock that wall down and do it for five straight hours without a crash at the end All right, so it's not like I just sit around and think of ways to smash on this team or sit around and think of ways to to beat up on them and, you know, and drag them or anything like that. But I'm just trying to come up with ways and figure out how come a guy like Keelan Cole can all of a sudden just out of nowhere just continue to develop. While I'm giving the team credit for doing it, while I'm giving the team credit for doing it, how come they can look good? How come Miles Jack can finally look good at weak side linebacker and look like the guy that everybody thought that he was supposed to be? How come Jared Wilson can all of a sudden just look good when he's supposed to look good? And and uh, how come they can finally get a running back to start looking the way he's supposed to look? And how come some of the offensive linemen that look like they were terrible in the past can start looking the way that they're supposed to look? How come the team offensively can start playing a way that they're supposed to play when another team can score 24 points and you don't know for a fact that you guys are out of a game? Because you remember in the past when the Jaguars gave up 20-some-odd points, they were done. When the Jaguars got down 21-7, it was over. That's not the case anymore. You know, they're going to fight. I mean, you're saying, you know, what are you talking about? They're 1-8. and eight. Yeah, they're 1-8, and eight, but they fight. And they, and, they, and, and they don't get out of games because they can still, you know, make some things happen and score some points on offense. And I know moral victories don't count, but, hell, at least they're scoring some points. So where did this all come from? To support my theory, and anybody can say things to support their theory, do I think the Jaguars have their franchise quarterback on their roster? No, I do not. Do I think they approached it at the beginning of this season? If they did, yes, they did. Do I think they were hopeful and they were aggressive that Gardner Minshew and they promoted him as if they thought he was going to be the guy? Yes. Do I think they have confidence in Jake Luton? or had confidence that he was going to be a guy that could throw the ball around a lot because whether they thought it was true or not or they wanted to show their prowess as as guys who could pick quarterbacks and draft guys and and at least show that they have some wide receivers and some weapons and that Luton has a strong arm and that at least to the point where they wanted to show, okay, we got more value out of this six-round pick and we know what we're doing when it comes to picking players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Whether it wins them games or not, they treated it as if, with the hiring of Jay Gruden and Ben McAdoo, they treated it as if they were going to be aggressive offensively. Even if they weren't going to win games, they were going to compete very hard and be an explosive and exciting team, right? And they were going to run. They and they were going to be, you know, a, 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 a team offensively that was going to do some things, some wild and crazy stuff, right? So contrary to when they had a really good team in 2017, you know, even with the quarterback situation, they weren't going to play it close to the vest. They were going to open things up. So it's ironic that when you open things up and you treat the team as if 
the quarterback position isn't a liability, that all of a sudden your offensive line plays better. All of a sudden, a wide receiver that you had in development now plays with more confidence and looks like a guy who's actually been in development. That all of a sudden, a running back actually has lanes and holes because the defensive backs have to be honest because they have to play a number one receiver like DJ Chalk and they have to respect a guy like Keelan Cole who runs crossing routes and they have to at least respect Chris Conley and they have to respect the fact that you're going to be aggressive with your quarterbacks. So now, getting back to the first point that I actually tried to make, you sticking with Blake Bortles and the whole world knowing that Blake couldn't throw a rock in the ocean and that you admittedly were going to play everything close to the vest and pound a 230-pound running back who, who everyone knows doesn't have great vision, but what he is is a guy who's going to look for contact and get three yards in a cloud of dust. Stunt the development of everybody else on the offense, and maybe you made some mistakes along the way in player development. And at least allowing guys to have the room to grow. You didn't even leave room for them to show any growth. Right? It's like just like having Miles Jack play out of position. It's just like playing single high safety the whole time and then all of a sudden thinking Tashawn Gibson was cooked and now Tashawn Gibson is in Minnesota playing alongside Harrison Smith and looking pretty good. He probably could be here playing alongside Jared Wilson looking pretty good. All of a sudden now you're not running that crazy defense, at least on the back end the way you used to, and Jared Wilson is developed and the guy that you cut into Tashawn Wilson, I mean Tashawn Gibson still looks like he's a pretty good player. And then all of a sudden you change your defense up the last couple of weeks and now guys are flying around looking like they're pretty good players. I wonder why. Because you you you, you stop being stubborn and you change stuff up. And then you actually treated offense like offense and now it's not a liability. So even though you don't have a franchise quarterback, you pretend it like you did. And guys showed up accordingly i'll show up accordingly every day on monday through friday here on locked on jaguars your team every day this is what we do man monday through friday take it for what it's worth man i try to give you the best content i can man so i'll be here for you all the time you can follow along on spotify subscribe on google Podcasts and apple Podcasts. this is man tony wiggins we'll give it to you every day man until tomorrow you guys take care and continue to take care of each other